Would you rather beat your rivals twice in the season or finish above them in the league? You know, I, no, finish above them. For me, finish above them. I don't care I think, about... Yeah, me and um, a team is good, but at the same time, if I finish above you, what else can you say? And also, talking. like, you know, that's the age old. As soon as you as soon as soon you pull out, oh, we beat you, like, yeah, but we finished above you. And that kind of ends the conversation. I'm so that, that used to happen yeah. with Liverpool. Even when Man City started piping up in their little... When they started to come up, yeah, we beat Man United, well, we won the league, like. So yeah, I think... Kids. Yeah, but have you sat in an office full of... Uh, office full of your rivals... And have them chatting shit after they beating you. Yeah, but then you say <laughs> you know how that feels. You, yeah, you, you usually say that though. Who's top man? <laughs> exactly, and you know what? Like what? Like the whole like if you get beat by your rivals in a game, that banter lasts for like like a, a week or whatever. The whole finishing top lasts for the whole season until they finish above you. <laughs> like that banter, like you could dine out on that for the whole season, even if they beat you. Be like, yeah, we finished above you last season. We'll finish above you again or whatever. So I think in terms of bragging rights. Like, yeah. And in terms of, yeah, it matters more where you finish at the end of the season. There's no trophies for beating your rivals. Then it depends on what team, though. Because if you are, obviously, like, Man United versus Man City, then you want to finish above in the league. But if you are uh, Everton and a Liverpool, and Ever- Everton will probably see it as they want to... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if they, 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 they want to beat too, they know they wouldn't. If you want to give them the option... The difference with this is, Everton is a smaller team. They ain't winning shit. So, yeah. that that victory is a win to them. For a team like United, winning the league and beating your rivals is all possible. But if you to choose one, yeah. win the league. Especially how difficult it is now. Yeah, yeah. as, a, as a small team fan, you would rather beat your rivals. But if you were to say to them at the beginning of the season, do you want to beat your rivals twice or guarantee you finish above them? Man, Man City fans used to be happy, like, like, oh, yeah, look, we beat United, but we came, what, fifth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, nah, I think it's the, I think, you know, league position, at the end of the day, league position says, speaks more to the quality of your team as well. Because anything can happen in one game. Wow. Welcome to the Ball and All podcast. This is a episode. Game week 29 review. It's come a long way, isn't it? Um, 29 weeks, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> 29 weeks. What happened last week, though? What happened? What happened? You get that. I went about it. that we weren't allowed to put it out, isn't it? It's actually a good episode as well. It was a good episode. It's very good, obviously. Not Maybe because you weren't here as well. So. <laughs> but it was a very good episode. Obviously, sound didn't come out properly. so yeah, Technical difficulties. Actually, I, I listened to it and it sounded like you guys recorded on the water or something. Yeah, that's what we did you ever seen that famous picture of Muhammad Ali where he's trading underwater we was like we're going to train the podcast underwater just to make it better <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at BNA Podcast uh, join the conversation for hashtag BNA Podcast join our fantasy football which I'm not going to enjoy this week but yeah, wait, it's uh, 686 uh, 834-151-968 this guy, you just want to say something quickly? No, 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 it's calm, it's calm. Right. Well, I've kept this energy, let's keep going. <laughs> so today you have myself, MK. Flows. B and F, Bendo Filter. All right, well, in general, this week, I don't know, it's, have you been excited by this week's football at all? Mm. I, I mean, it was double games, so... It was fine, but... I'm, it's, like stuff that happened, but it's not been that entertaining as... I can't complain, I've been in the weeks, we've, been, we've had those weeks where we're... International football or no football is dead. So any football is good football to me, especially when you got bets riding <laughs> fantasy football. It can't be boring. You just have to hope. It wasn't exciting. Like watching some of the games weren't that great, but 
No, no, most of the games were dead, to be honest. Most of the games were, well, yeah, were pretty dead. But, yeah, like I say, football's football, isn't it? you got to get that fix. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the... Which one of the top of the tables do we start with? Um, start from the top. It's more interesting. Start from the very top. Man which City. is Man City. <laughs> All right, so Man City obviously taking the top, winning 1-0 against Bournemouth. Big thing that's come out of this, in their quest for the quadruple, KDB injured. How much is that going to affect them? Not How much. much did it affect them last time? <laughs> oh, for the quest for the quadruple, not just for the league, for the quadruple. Not much. But what's the, the thing is, the only thing they will have a problem with, in my eyes, is the Champions League. Over the FA Cup, the Premier League, it's just Premier League teams. They've played every week. So what was going to change? The Bruins already got, they've already got replacements. Whether it's Foden or it's one of the Silvers or whoever, they're fine. In the Champions League, they might need someone that could pick them over, you know, depending on how far they get. But mm. yeah, in terms of that, that's about it. For me, like, I think De Bruyne coming back gave Pep a little bit of a problem anyway because they were doing well. They were flying without him and then trying to fit him back in. There was a little bit of an adjustment period of who goes where, you know, like Bernardo Silva's been moved all and about now cause since since De Bruyne's come back. Gundogan's dropping in and out like this and that. So... I don't even think De Bruyne coming back had that much of a positive impact on on them anyway. It's not like they got they went one step up when he came. I don't know. I think there's gonna. Be, I think he's the difference for them being as it, kind of as Ben was saying. It's the they could, yeah most likely they'll probably go on and win the league, FA Cup depending who they come against. And it's only pretty much Man United in the FA Cup that's tough for them. Um, but then in, against in the Champions League, I think without De Bruyne they've got no chance. No chance. I don't know. Cha- you you rate his contribution to the team. That no chance. Yes, at all. because that, I I think that when you when you get the, the further the further down in the Champions League you go, you need that that just clinical excellence, and that is where. But they had that without him. They were still clinically excellent without in him in the Premier League. Oh, they got they, without him. But, they got banged by Leon. <laughs> so they got these, like he takes them to that other level, which. That's I don't think he takes them there, but I think when you need someone that's very good and very different, that's where they may lack. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't, I don't see them thing. But looking at this game though, uh, what what's that? Um, what's that sexual stuff? That uh, what's it called? Um, Rape. What's that? What's that? It's actually close to the thing that. Um, what's that Dorian Gray book, man? What, uh, with the picture? Bondage with S&M and that, yeah? yeah. Isn't Dorian Gray the guy with the post, with the picture? Where the picture Mr. gets older, but he does Mr. Gray, like, uh, it's Bondage or S&M or whatever, yeah? Yeah, all right. Uh, is there a football match that have you, that you ever seen that has come close to bondage and domination? <laughs> as much as this, man. Come on, how, how in the game, man? It was mad, it was mad. There, there no <laughs> shots, no corners. Man, not even off-target shots. Bournemouth didn't do anything that game. Man, man City, 23 shots, Bournemouth 0. On-target, Man City 7, Bournemouth 0. Off-target, 10, 0. Okay, but ask, I'll ask this question. Do you not rate Bournemouth for that? Yeah, I do. I'll say no, personally, because Bournemouth just came off the back of a fashion. What was it, 5-1? Yeah. From Arsenal. Fair enough, they haven't won... Um, an away game in like three, four months now. It's all, it's like, I think it's 12 losses straight, Bournemouth away. But in this instance, are they actually going to think they're going to beat Man City? It's not going to happen. Or they do have a better form at home. So maybe Eddie Howe just thought, you know, let's try and contain these lot, which in the end it didn't work, but it took a long pounding. 
before they actually got through with Man City. So my thing is, I think more teams should take note of that because over thirty eight games of a league, drawing with Man City over one or two games is a going to be a plus. Like if teams like fuck it, do it. But they just bring in and go for the nil nil. Yeah, they no, didn't, they, lost. they didn't draw, but they could have. And like you know, the keeper shouldn't have been beaten. It is near post like that. But there's other exactly. teams out there. Like uh, all right, Crystal Palace went on to beat them or whatever. But there's teams there that can defend doggedly and rigidly that could have got a nil nil out of that. And you know what? Again, no matter what stage of the season it is, no matter whereabouts you are, getting a draw with Man City, maybe that's the way to go. Just dig in for that draw because yeah, like I say, the it, it, I'm not gonna say it was lucky that Mares scored, but it wasn't down to Burnley. Well, it wasn't that, down to Bournemouth. That finished with his right foot. That was, he flicked that in a scoff. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, the keeper got beaten his near post. It wasn't anything to do with the re- the rest of the team did everything they needed to do. So, you know what? Like, it doesn't make for great football. And, you know, every, you should go try and win every game. But if you're going to be pragmatic about it, that's the way to do it. Pfft, apart from that, there was nothing really in the game, to be honest. There was nothing in the game. No, but, but this is this is the game. Man City haven't been playing their, their best football maybe in the last three games or so. Mm-hmm. But... They seem to be grinding out those wins, especially when they need it. Especially when they need it so much now, given the chase for Liverpool. Yeah, but don't don't you actually find it funny? Yeah, that when now the push comes to shove, they're obviously now taking the lead in the last couple of games. They struggled. Mm. Where on the flip side, now if you go obviously obviously to the Liverpool game, and obviously Liverpool playing Everton nil nil, they have struggled, especially in the you had the game against United that they should have. Like United having how many subs should have done something there, yeah. but then they couldn't. They didn't have that factor. This game now, they just didn't have that thing to push over the edge. That where City are managing to get that to go over the edge. Liverpool are no homo. Klopp's a dickhead. He's a lovely dickhead. In the what's homo about that, bro? Why are you? <laughs> well, we put those words together. A lovely dickhead sounds good. <laughs> but in, in, I mean, I was saying it before. Why did he not play Shakiri? These are my questions. Your main guy, Firmino, in the middle is not playing. Calm. You've tried. You, I don't know what it's one of the things. It's like a quota. Okay, we've got Sturridge and Origi on the bench who are strikers as well. I have to play a striker, so he played Origi. You know, Origi was playing on the left. Mane's in the middle. What's the point in that? And you need to play a big game where you know Everton will be up for it because they're your rivals. Your main town rivals. So, fair enough. After a while, it's not working. Why is Shakiri not playing? I don't care whatever's happened behind the scenes, whatever he thinks his form is at the moment, you play your biggest guys. I look on that bench, Firmino didn't look like he was going to make a difference to me anyway. So he brought him on later on, but I'm like, why are you not playing Shakiri? Salah was playing his best football when he's playing in the middle. Mane is in form, play him on the left, put Salah in the middle, put Shakiri wide where he usually plays, see what happens. You brought on, who, um, who was it? Um, Lalana, you brought on... Milner and then Firmino but I'm like what really changed you, I mean the last 15 minutes or even 10 minutes should I say not one corner I was looking for a corner for a bet forget that but <laughs> usually when games you really want to get a goal you get a lot of corners coming in because you're really going for it you're pounding at the door yeah but right, in, in, no, but no, in Klopp's fan, in Klopp's defence here right? is there anything Klopp can do it's like come on Salah the curious kid like this guy's gone MIA in Liverpool's mode, like I just told the you, they, they need they need him on the wing. Are you sure it's that? Come on, look in this game alone, he had the one on one. How am I meant to tell my kids he that the <laughs> guy missed? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, as well, it's true as well. He he had chances, 
Yeah, chance, and even the games. They've drawn a lot of games recently. You've got like one chance, one clear chance. No, no, but no, 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 this, this, this no, no. He had more chance. I'm not talking just about clear chances. I'm talking about chances. He put a good few shots wide in this game where, like, you'd expect him to at least be on target. And like, say, what they've drawn like three of their last six or something like that. Um, he hasn't been. He hasn't last, been four of the last six. Four of their last six drawn. He hasn't been about. But for me, like you're saying, is there anything he can do? But I'm wondering because, like. Klopp is basically football's nearly man. He is football's... He's becoming football's nearly yes. man. And now, if you, like, if you look at his starting eleven, there are no weak points in that starting eleven. Like, each one of those players is sick and is capable of, you know, of helping that team win a game. So if he's not missing any players, what is he missing? No, no, but the only, diff- the <laughs> only is difference is, is, it's the play... I think this is down to the... He set up the team right and they're mm, doing their mm, thing. Mm. It's comparing to City where the mentality look, of the players. If um if where Salah was through on goal like that, you would have put any of City's wide players, Mares, Sterling, Sunny, mm. in that same mm. position, mm. they would have scored. They would have scored that goal. And that's where the difference is. They would have taken them through, got that one 0 and that's that. But Salah the whole season the guy's just been through on goal. He's not the same thing. It's that like through on goal and it's um have a lackluster shot or just I don't know he's May, getting... I'll take it back to what I said which is what we do to most it's not teams just about position. I blame the manager you took off Mane who takes off your, your one of your main threats in this but case, they took off Salah in the United Sal- game whatever but I'm yes, just he's losing his mind they, they this is my point Even <laughs> yeah, 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 they, they didn't yeah. win so my point is um, City obviously they got Mares to come on for who was it that came off uh, who got, that was for De Bruyne. Was De Bruyne. Oh yeah, Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you you yeah, put yeah. on guys. You don't. He's not going to take off Aguero for anything. At that point, he wasn't going to take off Sterling. If anything, he'll bring on Sané to replace someone else. But you took off your main wingman in this case, Mane, who was playing central, or whatever. For who? Firmino. I'm like, you've lost pace with yeah. Firmino in it. So so you've not. And then Lallana added more to on, like. The thing is as well, like is. Like when everything's going well for Klopp, it's cool. But when it's not going well, does he have it tactically? Like, have you ever seen Klopp make a like you know switch things up tactically because he's not winning a game or because he's coming up against some kind of different opposition? Yeah, no. I like think, I, he I, changes I his midfield players, I, but that's about it. Well, four three three. He's still change, changing stuff, but I've seen them do that obviously against um, in Mourinho's last game, one one. Then he brought on Shakiri. And then they went on to win it 3-1. Mm. Yeah. No, it that's a substitution. That's bringing on a fresh player. No, that's bringing on a fresh it's player after a finish player. Tactics, I'm so. talking about, has he ever been like, yo, like this Everton game? I can't get anything out of this game. I've made my substitutions. I still can't. Is there, or even going into the game, he's like, is there something I could do differently tactically, formation-wise, in this game? I'll go to his defence because of the calibre of manager he is and say he has probably done it, but you're trying to win the league and he didn't do it in this game. It's, it's to me, he's a dickhead. <laughs> he's a dickhead, especially if man, if it looks like it looks like everyone's been saying it for a while, Man City's gonna win it, and now they talk. It's not over, it's, it's not, not anything over, can happen, but anything right. can so actually, wait, if so momentum is going the way we thought it's gonna go, they're, they're gonna win it. And he'll right, be so a let's, for let's, it. let's put it down to the thing now City one point clear, they win it. I think so, yeah. Do they win it? Most likely. I'm not saying I don't think it's 100% but it's again now yeah exactly 70-80% that they will do it if you had to to put your mortgage on it who are you backing? (laughs) no one brother don't own a house (laughs) 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 I can't afford a mortgage why would I bet it bro? 
like millennial generation I am from. <laughs> you you had to put your monopoly money on it. If I had to put my monopoly money on it, I'd put it on City. Right, over to North London yeah. and the capitulation of Tottenham. God, no, that it's was... a capitulation of everybody, bro. Both teams capitulated and both teams were shit. <laughs> well, well, one positive Spurs can take out this, if there's any benefits to take, they've got the first draw of the season. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> the first yeah, draw. Is their first draw of the season, oh. which, you know. Um, this was meant to be the game. They got lucky, though. They didn't deserve a draw. They didn't deserve a draw. But this, this was meant to be the, the first game with the, in their new stadium. But obviously the police said nah. Because um, obviously North London Derby is like, this will be too well, much. So they, they're actually moving in? When? Yeah. Uh, they'll be. They should be moving in the next game now. It will be too much beef. Like what? Yeah, they so, said because it, it, Wembley it wouldn't be it as would, much beef. Yeah, it would no. Because if the first game ever in the new stadium, North London Derby, that's kicking off, man. Yeah, probably, probably. Big time it's kicking off. It's like the, it's like when Chelsea played West Ham at the at the London Stadium for the first time. It kicked off, so they can't. They just couldn't have it. The police said no. Yeah. No, I think I don't think Tottenham deserved the win, and I think and again, like they've been riding their luck in recent weeks, and they rode it again. Obviously, offside, and they still got the penalty. So, has has Poch run out of ideas? Um, I, I think he has, but I think again, I think it's time. I think like, it's just losing the steam. Like they've been going at a momentum for a while, and now the kind of players they are. This is what it is. is it's like a mentality and it's the... I won't even say Liverpool there, but it's it's like that whole Arsenal thing where they play very well before then they start losing steam after Christmas. Same thing with Tottenham. They play very well for a long period of time and then now it's like, oh, they drew. They could have lost it. Fair enough, they won the Champions League and then come back to the league and they're doing it again. Yeah. Again, I think it's the fact that he doesn't have the he doesn't have the personnel to to try any new ideas. Um, is that no? That's too much of an excuse. That no, I, I don't can't. Think it's no, too no, much no, if this guy was at Real Madrid, if no, this no, guy no, was at Real Madrid, like he'd be bossing things. No, the, the quality, the, the caliber of player. The, the reason why that's an excuse, right? Because obviously, obviously, it's well documented they didn't spend in summer or in January. But at one time, it was ah, oh, they're under their disadvantage because they didn't do anything. Then they start doing well and it's, oh, they're actually doing very great because they didn't know anyone. Despite. They understand. No, they understand no, 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 that every, no. Everyone understands their position, this and that. So make up your mind, what is it? No, like, bro, I've never said that. I always said from the very beginning, I said that not spending was was uh, was a stupid move for them. And they've got a first 11. They've got like what? Mora and... What's their winger? Lamella. Lamella on the bench. Lorente showed little bits of maybe doing stuff. But... He don't have no game changes on the bench. He doesn't have anybody of real quality that he can swap out for his first 11 to kind of, you know, make things, to, to shake things up and things like that. So I think, yeah, he's doing as much as he can with what he's got. But like I say, I think if he was at like a Real Madrid and he had a star, star spangled first 11 and he had like a lot of good guys on the bench, he would be killing it. But I don't think he has all the resources he needs to, you know... If they get lucky one season, they will. They could win the league. If they get lucky with injuries, if a few games go their way. But if you look at what he's got, he doesn't have all the ingredients needed to win trophies. But yeah. Someone mentioned that. Well, you mentioned in the chat before about their formation, Arsenal going for a draw. But I'm switching to Tottenham. Is that not... Maybe I like this word for today. Is that not a dickhead tactic? Because <laughs> he's playing three at the back, which is his, his normal system. 
But mm. it's usually in big games like this, similar to Liverpool Everton, it's a big derby. Yeah, but to be fair, you they played four at the back when they it. got smashed. They were playing four at the back when but they got that was smashed. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that was like still Emirates. though. So, but it wasn't a close game, was it? Well, Tottenham <laughs> were leading. No, it was 2-1. Half-time or something like that. And then Arsenal come back. Yeah, Emirates it was. Yeah. Was it 2 they were Yeah, 2-1. 4-2 at the end. Yeah, 4-2 at the end. I thought it was 4-1. But that's the thing, like... It's, it's probably one of those things. He didn't change anything up, so they yeah, lost yeah, the, yeah. the hold of the game. But in this instance, we saw it was like playing three at the back was never going to help. Yeah, but as, as you mentioned before, with obviously when the lineups got put out, I was cussing, thinking Emery's <laughs> doing something stupid. With Sorry, him. wait, did you not say Torreira should have been in that starting lineup? Yeah, <laughs> my man did not. Man, <laughs> he's a, he's a red card, It's so it's so weird because I was in a barber shop watching it and. When Torreira got the red card, this Arsenal fan, he, was, he, he finished cutting his head and he stayed there just to watch it. Yeah. He was probably saying, that's why Torreira doesn't need to be played. And I remember what you said. <laughs> like, boy, maybe Arsenal fans think different. <laughs> like, no, no, but obviously, yes, looking at that lineup, because it wasn't just me thinking that, because mm-hmm. I listened to like, Talk Sport and other and Sky Sports and stuff like that. And they were all saying the same thing. Like, what the hell is uh, Emery doing? Like, putting. Their main striker that scored loads of goals on the bench, um, to everyone on the bench. But to be honest, but he's been in, on the bench the last couple of games. In, over in, in the in Emery's, uh, in, in 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 his like, talk, I'm talking him up in his yeah. He got his tactics spot on. Exactly. He went there. He counter attacked. They pressed better. Yep. And took, they got well, 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 at times, yeah, 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 they do. So yeah, yeah. in this case, yeah. it was four, two, three, one. When it comes to these big games, the same thing I say with Burnley when they come up, that change of formation from a three at the back to a four, it's a much more solid system. And I think if Tottenham did that, having um, Kane back, you don't have to play Kane and Son as strikers. Play Kane where he's supposed to play. Have Son and Mora, which is how you started the season, yeah, on the wing, and yeah. then you have your one Yama's back, Sissoko's there, whoever. I mean, you don't need San- Sanchez. Come on. Sanchez, like we've been saying all season, you've said it, Mark. <laughs> Flo's like, he's always got um, uh, like a little mistake. A mistake in him. him. He's always so does. So why are you playing him in such a... And he's in the middle. I wouldn't even bother playing him. My thing is, what I've been saying as well, is Pochettino gets out-tacticked by other managers. Like, when it comes to games, like you, you've got your Arsenal games, your Chelsea games, your City games, your United games, things like that. I think, yeah, his problem is he can get easily out-tacticked. And I don't even think it needs to be a top-class <laughs> manager to do it. Um... I think that is his problem. And is it because he doesn't have all of the players that he needs that he wants to try and change things up and shake things up? Or is it just because he's not that great tactically? He just gets every player playing their best in a certain position and to their full potential because he's a great man manager. I don't know. But there's too many games when there's been a lot on the line that I've seen that he hasn't risen to the occasion. And it's not just the fact that, oh my God, it was a close game. He just got beaten. They've been totally kept quiet. Yeah, quick yes or no here, right? Mm. Spurs pen. Should do you think it was a penalty or not? No, no. I mean, it, was it wasn't a penalty because it was offside. It's offside, not a penalty. Uh, I had um, listening two managers. I mean, not two managers, two referees, ex-referees. They were discussing the rules, mm-hmm. and basically they came down and said one of them argued that unnatural rule, but it says if the offside hasn't actually been flagged and given. And there's a foul. It's actually a penalty. No, beforehand. but beforehand. No, no, it should have been flagged and given. No, it's if, not. Whether but, it, no, it was. It should have. If it hasn't no, been flagged it's, in it's the a time, penalty. it's a penalty. That's the bit. If it hasn't, it's been, a foul. It's a penalty. But I'm saying 
But that's obviously because they didn't give up offside. It was fine. So but no, no, but, a penalty. no, but even still, if if um if they get what's it called? If the foul happens before the flag goes up, it's still a penalty. That's what we're, like um, I think it's Dermot Gallagher. That's what he he was saying. Dermot Gallagher, the bald guy. I think it no, is. I the one that comes on Sky Sports. Every now and then, yeah. He's annoying, man. I feel but like that's he thinks he's, he's the, the law on referees. He needs to shove. He's not Pierluigi Colino. But yeah, and he's the, not that level. But that's exactly. that, that no, was his argument. Put it VAR's coming next year. If it was VAR, just say exactly, exactly, exactly. No, but, exactly. No, but no, his, his part is even with VAR, that would have been a goal because they wouldn't look... It wouldn't be, though. No, it They wouldn't necessarily look at the... As a cop-out, they'd probably go for the offside, but if they didn't look at You're offside here. You're fouled there, bro. But before the offside... Uh, line got called. He was uh, he got fouled, and that's where they no. would have given that. But the so, thing is, no, no, the thing is, the mistake that's offside. Did he say? No, that's the mistake. That's the mistake. Is him not calling for offside? I don't care. He about never that. mentioned it. It shouldn't so. have got that far. The linesman should have called the offside. It's not about like oh he didn't call it. He so missed then there was it. A foul afterwards. He missed it. So as it stands, it's a penalty. But if he did his job right, it would have been a penalty. Yeah, exactly. So um yeah, it shouldn't have been at all. Um Aubameyang was soft as well though. Yeah, that was hell of It was soft. soft. It was hell Like, Most when you see it in slow soft. motion, you're like, all right, maybe, but that slow yeah, motion is with the benefit soft. of hindsight. The guy it touched his back soft. and then two seconds later, no, no, he, he soft, no, got no, his no, foot he, there. He, 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 he tapped him like, lightly. Kind of he tapped him lightly, soft. but... It but, was uh, it was too soft. But Bamian flopped. He should have scored. He should have scored that. That was the deadest penalty. And like you're saying, oh, why, why is this guy not starting? There you go. <laughs> Didn't score no goals. Flopped a penalty. Lacazette is the guy. Lacazette missed a good chance as well. But he did. No, but in that Bamian penalty. Yeah, shouldn't have been again. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm box. not sure about if VAR will pick this up, but they might do. If Aubameyang, when the Aubameyang were taking a penalty, the Tonga was basically. Oh no, yeah, that was mad encroachment. Side by side next to and he was the guy that that stopped Aubameyang and got discovering. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was mad, mad encroachment. It should have, but then like. Yeah, because this is the thing. Because I see a lot of Tottenham fans putting up pictures of the uh, of the Tottenham penalty and how there were Arsenal defenders already running in and stuff like that. There's a level of encroachment on every penalty, but that was ridiculous. Like my man was nearly in line with Aubameyang before he even <laughs> kicked the ball. Bro. Well, I think I think with everything that's happened, then we're all in agreement. Arsenal should have won that game. Yeah, they should have. Because we said already, and obviously, if Spurs should have had the penalty anyway, there's not one. And then even though the Arsenal's penalty was soft. They should have got that goal. Well, they would have got the goal if and they, would they have didn't allow that encroachment. Yeah, so yeah, they would have deserved yeah. it. Arsenal. Okay, or he would have had to retake the penalty. He would have had to retake the penalty and probably scored it. But yeah. So uh, looking at obviously, if that penalty was given and he said that was soft, mm. to the game at Old Trafford, Man United beating Southampton three two. Should Southampton yes. have been given yes. what yes. one or two penalties? I say one. The first one was a penalty. Um, first one was a penalty. Of the two, the first one is Smalling on veteran. Yeah, of the two of them. Yeah, the second one, not. The first one is more likely to be given. The first one was he. Uh, he definitely. Oh, yeah, because he, he grabbed the shirt. He grabbed the shirt. The second one was a bit soft. So that I wouldn't have given him. The first mm. one, definitely. What about Sanchez? Would you give him that one? But he didn't go down. He didn't go down, but he didn't go down. But same thing. He, I wouldn't have given that one. No, but it's still a grab of the shirt. If the referee sees the shirt pull, then it's a shirt pull, bro. Whether this or thing. not it does, whether or not it actually it's, it's works, to it's the letter of the law that as soon as you touch a shirt, it's a pen. Fair enough. It should but be. It wasn't enough of a grab. You know when you could just do if you yeah, but you're not supposed shirt, to grab the feel... shirt. The rule is not grab yeah, the shirt. Yeah, I know. What you mean, but sometimes when you see a penalty given, you can see clearly. It's mm-hmm. subtract. Well, it's, it's like he just kept on running. It didn't make a difference to him. 
probably didn't even realise it but then this is the this is the thing and this is the problem like because you know you've had players saying it before like they're like we go down because if we don't go down we don't get a penalty referees should be able to again you make like you know it's a goal scoring opportunity maybe score maybe it doesn't but as soon as referees see something whether it causes the player to go down or not they should call for a penalty and then players will learn that they don't have to go down to get a penalty because I saw Pogba was Pogba was pissed like he was like oh you should have gone to the floor nah fair we all know, we all know that, that, the, the, the problems of Pogba you know that problem that was only because of well he wants a goal and it's because it's What's it called? United were losing at the time. Mm, mm. That's the only. If the United were winning, he wouldn't laugh that often. No, way. but the thing is, if the referee, if referees were giving pens for stuff like that anyway, he wouldn't have to complain about a player not going down. But I mean, I think that's let you miss the whole point. Well, let's focus on the goals. Though. Exactly. Let's focus yeah, on no, no, the goals. That, that, that was literally <laughs> going to be my next thing. Which goal was the best of the Pereira? <laughs> Valerie's is fucking sick. Though. Valerie was good, but Valerie was good, but Pereira. I'll give it to the free kick. Man. Yeah, I'll give it to the free kick. Post that man. Yeah, yeah, top yeah. Ins. Straight. Yeah, it was top ins, but just Valerie's like, one. The hair got a hand to it. I think he could have done. Yeah, a bit could have done a bit more. But yeah, exactly. Wait, both goals, goals, both goals. The hair could have done better with both. I'm not sure about Wolfrass's one. That was perfect. Um, Almost perfect. I just for Pereira, like the fact that man was like, you know what. Fuck it, I'm doing it's this. It's a very good goal. Yeah. If 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 um um Ward Prowse's goal is like a hundred percent quality goal, Pereira's yeah. is a close ninety six. No, but bro, like Ward Prowse, that's a dead ball situation. Standard. Like I'm always gonna give an open play goal over a over a free kick. Nah, for me bro. that that free kick was special. Nah, I'm, because free I kick, give it you got time. Get, no, but free kick, you got time. You're like, all right, let me look. Yeah, how many doing, how many times is that free kick goal? If we, if we, yeah, yeah, no, but but you've got more time to prepare. If we like, exclude, Pereira made a split second if we exclude decision, the free kick. I will give it to Pereira. <laughs> I always, I'm always going to go for open. But none of them will go to Lukaku. But Reyes to Lukaku, Lukaku. Four goals, two games. And I said, like, you know what? Well, Lincoln obviously to the Lukaku will come on to you. Ole, mm. obviously, there's so much talk about him not being tested, not being thing. But I'm going to read out some of the accolades that the guy's done. Does he come in? He changed the atmosphere around the club. Yeah. He's won games. He's yeah. gone to away, away. Teams, he's what unbeaten away. He's won every game unbeaten away. Unbeaten away. He's beat he's, big teams. Yeah, big beat teams. The only time he's flopped is um, in the Champions League. That's the only PSG. time he's, he's lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was then, expected. And he's rejuvenated players. Yeah. The latest one of so is Lukaku. Man's got what four in two goals. Four, four goals, four goals two in two games. Yeah. And it seems like I don't know whatever he's doing. He's worked on that first touch. But again, yeah. No, I like like I think it was like BNF said like Solskjaer told him don't take that first touch, <laughs> don't take don't that first touch, touch bro. Just, just, shoot, just bro. shoot him. No, but then the other thing as well is like tactically, and again I don't think it's just Ole. I think he's like with Carrick, McKenna, and feeling around him. They're, they're they're doing, but that's the way it should be. They're doing things as a group, and they know what they're doing. Like with all of his injuries, uh, with all the injuries and with different games, he's tried different tactics and it's all come off. He's not playing the same team. He's not playing that same first 11 the whole time. He's switching things up. Like, he's got this whole glut of injuries now and he's managing to get the best out of fringe players that nobody was rating. Nobody was rating McTominay. Nobody was rating uh, was rating Pereira. McTominay was solid over these last is two he, games. Is he only switching the team around because... He has to basically. Yeah, but at least he can, no, but he no, but even no, when, before, he, when, when he first the, came the Arsenal in, game, the, the Arsenal team. game, the Arsenal game, he didn't have to. He, he still made changes there. The Chelsea game didn't have to. Still made ch- changes there. But the fact is, as well, even with these forced changes, he's still finding the tactics to get the best out of the players that he has at his disposal. 
Maybe which he's I learning from he's that. Not, the, the, since that Burnley change he had, mm. where he, you know that was when Pereira and yeah, the first game, played, but Pereira yeah, was playing yeah, as yeah. a but again more or less almost a defensive mid. Yeah, but he was playing the same formation that he was usually playing, just with different players, and it didn't work. Learned his lesson. Yeah. Um, on the Southampton side, though, you know, like I respect the fact that Southampton went there to win. They they were not looking for no draw. They were not looking for to to, to, to damage control from first minute to the last. And I think that will do Hassan Hootel in good stead for the next few weeks. Like it's still obviously they're what they're only three points outside of the three four points outside of relegation. But if they're going to continue putting those performances in, because they've got a lot of big games left as well. I was looking at Southampton's running. They got a few teams that they need to play, but they still got was. some players coming back as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got players coming back, but I'm still think they've they've still got quite a few. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they've still got Tottenham. I think they've still got uh, City, maybe Liverpool as. Yeah, they got Liverpool as well. Um, they've probably got a harder run in the most, but I think they'll be all right. Burnley one, Palace three. Uh, as I was watching this, one question that kept coming to my mind, and I kept thinking that are Palace better than the actual league position suggests? And is it a case of Hudson? If they had a better manager than Hudson, would they be a lot better team and mm. higher up the table? Yes and no. Yes, they are better, but no, because I don't think it's Hodgson. It's because of them. Every week you see how many chances they miss. And that's just down to them individually as players. Hodgson can't make them be any more on target than they already are. Like, they're not known... Like, this was obviously a bit of a anomaly because they're not known for their high-scoring games. They usually just outscore the team that they need to when they win, but... Well, the last few games. Yeah, the last few Leicester games they've been doing. Yeah, less than 4-1. But most of the time, it's the game is more categorised by the chances that they missed rather than the ones they scored. So, yeah, I don't think it's anything to do with Hodgson. I think it's just them. Some weeks, the chances drop. Sometimes they don't. Personally, you, I, I don't think... I think, obviously, you're what? They're 13th, right? So... Technically, looking at the players they have, they should probably be doing a bit better than that. Yeah. But I just think it's just what comes with the territory. It's just, I mean, playing against West Ham, they draw. Um, Southampton, away, they drew. Certain games like that, when you see them play like they did today, mm. you'd expect with the players they have, they should be doing much better. Because this was Burnley at home as well. And everybody, you know, over the... you know, Maybe Burnley's they're home, something. No, but Burnley at home is a, it's a tough game. It's, it's a, tough a very game tough game. Yeah. So for them to, to, to win it so comprehensively is mad. But like I say, other games, they're just not bringing it to the table. You see Zaha's goal? Yeah. yeah. Rima has it that defender's still spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I love the chops. The chops were great. It was it was some good stuff. Like my thing I got from this game, I was like, they didn't start Townsend. They had Zaha and Schlupp and it, I think that works better for them. You fucking cost me fantasy points, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think like and again it's only been one game, but I was like, is that the way forward? Is, should Townsend be losing his place like that? Because Schlupp had a great game as well. Like, Please let me know in advance so I can take Townsend out. <laughs> Roy Hodgson, man. Hodder up, man, isn't it? At BNA Podcast. <laughs> let us know what your plans are. But um, they switched it up like that. And Townsend, like, you know, no disrespect to the guy. He works hard and he tries his hardest, but they seem to play a lot better without him. It's funny that, what's it called? Um, the, the, post, the post-match... Um, <laughs> the post-match uh, interviews... Sean Dyche was talking about how statistically Burnley had been the better team, done the most things, and it's like normally they're the ones that go against the statistics yeah, yeah, and yeah. win. 
But the statistics, no. The statistics weren't even like the stats. No, it, it wasn't just, even that. It, it was. It, was, was, a, the, a, it wasn't even the clear cutters that though. It's, I was, a, it's a rarity that they dominate possession. They don't. Burnley never dominate. Yeah, possession. positioning nothing. But like the thing that got to me was as he was saying that the stats were coming up at the bottom, and I'm like, they're nothing special. <laughs> They were nothing special, so like the thing is, they they both had similar amount. Well, Burnley had more shots, eighteen shots to the um, Palace's team. Yeah, but both four on target. Both of them had four on target. For Burnley, it it, it was the opposite to what we see usually with Palace, where Burnley weren't getting their shots on target. That last goal by Barnes, good goal, but Palace got a chance and it seemed like they were putting it away. They flopped. Burnley just Wood had a few chances here and there, but it just wasn't a game. What I saw from Palace was Palace was very aggressive in defence. Their players was, were hounding down the Burnley players. So even if they got a chance, it was not... They were always obstructed by something. So they got put off. Yeah. So their chances were again squandered. But then that's it. It's like Palace has sec- wanted it more. It's the second time that's happened to Burnley now. It happened with Newcastle in the midweek. Like, obviously, uh, Barnes and Wood uh, are in some top form. But these are two teams now that have managed to be defensively disciplined and have kept them quiet. So, uh Yeah. It was yeah, Palace. You know they got everything right, and this time they finished their chances instead of instead of letting them go begging. So um, Batshuayi with a good goal, um, showing why for me Everton should have spent that forty million. No, I kind of, I kind of back, <laughs> back, to, back to what I was saying about the uh, Palace better than the league position suggests. Yeah, but looking at that team, I don't know. Obviously, it might be because Batshuayi is there now, but it does seem like there is a lot of promise in that team. You got there is Batshuayi, Zaha. You got um, Schlupp. Yeah, Schlupp. That's the main thing. Maya. Yeah, oh. and then um, the, what's it called? The descent defender, Bissaka. He's got the best stats for any right back in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, more interceptions, isn't it? Most tackles, yeah. most something like that. Bro. So, like, they, okay. they've, got, they've got, the foundation is there. This is what I'm just questioning. Is it the manager that he's not able to get the best out of these guys? But I think, it, like, again, Wan-Bissaka, he's getting the best out of Wan-Bissaka. That's why this guy is their top in charge. And, and don't forget, they, they, at the beginning of the season, they had a lot of striking injuries. Like, not injuries, issues. Issues, yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan, even Wickham, none of them were doing anything. So, it's now that it's coming to some sort of level. Yeah. Or, I, I mean, they've come to a better understanding. Zaha's injured a few games here and there, but they've never had that cohesion between the whole... Like, they didn't have that fluency between their, their gameplay anyway. It's now that you're seeing something come up, but whoever they play next, let's see who they play next. And when you say, like, is a, could another manager get more out of them? There's pro- of course, there's probably a manager that could get more out of them, but I think Roy Hodgson's getting a lot out of them. It's not like they're underachieving under him, or like he's not using them to their full potential. I think, you know, I'd like name a manager who, you know, who would get, who would realistically take that job, who would do something better right now. I don't know, like, Who's it going to be? Yeah, moving on to another game, but mentioning the manager that I think could have. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers. Now moving over to, obviously, Leicester. Having, obviously, a bad, bad start, not winning. But yeah. is he not the type of manager that... Well, do you not see that, think that going forward with Leicester, he's going to improve them from where Peel is? Where, where not from what I saw today. <laughs> not what I saw. Obviously, it's too early right early right now. It's too early, but... No, it is very He's never won his first game. Early. Fair enough. So, he's just continuing that record. But, same time, from what I saw today, it didn't look enough. You do more in the sense that Puyol was a bit stuttery with his play. He didn't... Vardy wasn't free enough and whatnot. Whereas, Rodgers would make it a bit more free. But, 
when you, when I watched it today, they seem worse off than they did in yeah. their last game. The last problem, game, he was just there as a guest. The problem with Puel was, I think he was, and again, it should have been a long term project, and they could have seen it through. He was trying to change it to more on the ground football than you know Leicester. Leicester them like long ball merchants like most of their goals come from playing it over the top to Vardy or playing that ball to Vardy he was trying to make it a more whole team inclusive kind of thing and I think it would have worked after a while if he'd have got the right personnel in and, and you know if they'd have stuck with it um, would Brendan Rodgers do better at Crystal Palace like I couldn't definitely say yes he would but obviously look at, look at that look, looking at obviously the job that Rodgers has got to do forward for Leicester Obviously, with the um, their board, since they won the league, they've obviously got big big ambitions for that team. Can he be successful with that? Because he's I got he's, he he's time. but he's got to be that manager that gets rid of the title winning squad. He's got really got get rid of their bro. players. It's about time because I, well, Shamichael is a big influence in that team. Yeah, and he's a bit of a trouble. So. Like well, it was his mistake. His pass that led to that the goal. Led to the goal that made them. Lose. Bro, for me, get rid of get rid of Vardy. Get rid of Morgan. Like, um, get yourself a new striker. Because again, Vardy um, and obviously I wouldn't get rid of Vardy. No, nah, Vardy's their talisman. But like again, it's the same kind of thing at Chelsea. I think he has too much player power, and if he doesn't like the way things are going, then things are not going to go yeah, well. Yeah, but at the same time, it's Brendan Rodgers. If he doesn't like the way things are going, someone else is there. In the actual, might get a few games. Hopefully, but that's what I'm saying. The system like, will work for him. But that's what I'm saying. All right, I, I just think phase Vardy out. I don't mean get rid of him as in. Yeah, like, but he's old. He's phase him out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but so. phase him out, and he's 32. Don't you know, Rodgers needs to come in and stamp his authority and let it be known. And I think that's the problem other managers have had. Like Vardy is that guy at Leicester, and if he's not happy and he doesn't like you, then that's going to have a big say in in how long or where how or whether you stay in the job or not. Um, I think Rodgers needs to go in there stamp his authority. Yeah, Schmeichel, you know, behind the scenes. I wouldn't say get rid of Schmeichel. He's still, uh, he's got a mistake in him, but he's still a great keeper. Um, but again, what, freshen up that back line. Freshen up that back line. It has to be done. But anyway, we all know from the last time. Well, actually, quick question. Was Rodgers right to leave um, Celtic in this time? Um, or should he should he have stayed there a bit longer? There's no right the or end of the season. I don't think there's he? any right or wrong because they, be, he's got a lot of backlash from the Celtic fans. He has, but of course, because yeah. like why? I don't understand why. Because the next manager that comes in is just going to carry on winning because that's what they do. Like, what else did he have to do at Celtic? What else was there? What he did a double? He did a double treble. Yeah, wrong he could have done treble, treble, treble. Yeah. yeah, but that's that would have been a personal achievement for him. They're probably still going to get that treble treble. I, I like. You know, if they don't, it's the players' fault, clearly. Exactly. Like, Jobs, you know, as a manager, like, who knows what Jobs would have been there for him at the end of the season? You don't know, so... The, the difference is, it's Celtic and then there's... You've already done double treble. It's, mm. it's, it's Leicester. It's more money, it's the Premier League, like, you're back in some sort of... You know, you... you it's, that, it's, it's, it's like playing in Little League. I mean, come on, there's a big difference between playing with the big boys and playing with, you yeah. know, yourself, more or less. You play with himself over there. Gerard is like having a training ground over there in Scotland. Yeah. That's all you've got, really. Your ex-player just spot each other, cool, cool, cool. I'll see you at the end of the season. Exactly. I mean, come it's on. just like there's... What else was there for... Like, it's not like they were close. It's not like they've ever been anywhere near close to winning Champions League. So, oh, he's got that to, to aim for. There's nothing left for him to aim for at Celtic. So, opportunity comes, take it. Yeah, but could he learn something from the Watford manager, Harry Garcia? He's obviously... In he's having of, a... 
he's having an outstanding season guiding Watford to well they're obviously clear from relegation they're safe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he just he steadied the ship he's got them playing nice they've moved on from the Marco Silva uh, nonsense that happened then and now they just yeah they go under the radar they're doing their thing could he be learning something from that because they're, they're, that's around the team that around the levels that they're Leicester are really yeah but it's Brendan Rodgers does he need to be learning from a guy like he's been in the game longer than that guy and he's done more than that guy does he need to be learning from him in the same way so he should be learning think, from Nuno or Wolves I don't think he can learn like, anything because the difference between well, the two teams is um, Watford have have a good squad we've said this many times like the way the players are the differences between the players and certain strikers and forwards there's like Delefelu, this kind of player. There's Andre Gray when he comes on, he's this kind of player. So you've got that difference between the midfield the, the and the strikers and even with the fullbacks who are talented. So he's got that at his helm, so to speak. Whereas with Brendan Rodgers, he's now going to start building oh, or whatever. When I mean learn, obviously, because we all know <laughs> Rodgers is deluded. They <laughs> chat shit. I didn't say that. He's deluded, man. He, he thinks he's bigger than he is. So that's what I'm saying. Like, does he need to humble himself? Like, Grassy is, he's a humble guy. Humble man. himself in which way, though? Like, you don't want to humble yourself. You don't want to humble yourself. Be humble. You don't want to humble yourself in front of players because obviously you need to be the man in front of players. All he needs to do is nurture what he's got there. You got Madison, you got Barnes, you got Gray, you got Chowdhury. Um, there is, there's a lot coming through at Leicester. He needs to make sure that he and you know he did a great he did a great job with Sterling he, he pushed Sterling up to to next levels and you know we see what Sterling's doing now as long as he can nurture that talent that he's got and in that game today like Andre Gray and um, and James Madison were the guys that were they were doing bits for that game and they they did some they did some great stuff he needs to make sure he's utilizing the most out of those guys and then he's keeping those guys on side for the next season or two. Because that will be that's what he needs to do. He needs to make sure that he's not just gonna come in and, you know, replace them with experienced players. Fulham one, Chelsea two. Kepa with the fantastic save at the end, saving Chelsea. Is he now has he redeemed himself? No. He almost fucked up as well. <laughs> the goal was like mm, no. Um nah, it's, it's all forgiven. Does um Seri oh, he's forgiven. Hugging... He, he's the best keeper they've got at the point. So he, it was just an example to you know you have yeah. to set that example. I'm going to drop you. I can drop you, but he's back. That example is a bit of a piss take though, isn't it? Because like you drop him, you bring in Willy Caballero. He keeps a clean sheet. That's yeah, well. but and then you drop him again. That, that thing it wasn't really hard to, bro. So <laughs> I was trying to find other examples of of things like this happening to see like you know what happened in the aftermath and stuff like that. If you want to talk about setting an example or redeeming yourself. Uh, in the Turkish league a couple of years ago, I think it was like 2015, 2016, Rizaspor, a guy called Leonard Krukel. Basically, they got a penalty. They were 1-0 down. They got a penalty in like the 80-something minute and the, the manager told him not to take it. Guy basically turned around to the manager and said, fuck you. <laughs> Took the penalty, scored, 92nd minute, scored the winner. If you want to, if you're going to like... Kepa hasn't done, he hasn't done anywhere near those levels. Like, if you want to come back and show everybody that, like, you were right to be that guy, even if he'd have won that penalty, like, he's never going to come back from that. That's always, that level of disrespect is always there. Um, and he didn't, yeah, if he'd have won the penalty shootout, if he'd have saved every penalty, people would forget it and maybe Sarri would have swallowed it. But 
He, yeah, it's it's not a comeback. Um, he could have done a bit better for the Fulham goal, or the whole Chelsea team could have done better for the Fulham goal. But the only thing I picked up from this game is maybe oh. George earned his Eno because he scored. Georgina scored the winning goal. You didn't earn his Eno, bro. It takes more than one goal to earn an Eno. Well, it's his first goal. People have been giving him... His first goal from open play, apparently. I don't know he scored, How many passes, how many things and everything he just found. Hasn't he done like two and a half thousand passes this season or something? He's got his first goal. His first goal, still no assist. Still no assist. What's the problem, man? Jesus, still no assist. Do you want to have an assist or a goal? I'll take the goal, obviously. But you should be getting both. So many complaints. No, for me, like, again, Chelsea didn't really come out of, like, they maybe got into second gear. They didn't really get out of second gear for this game. Uh, for me, it was, Fulham were interesting. They were the ones because they, they seemed to have a lot more energy about them than they usually have. They weren't kind of resigned to defeat and they could have got back into the game. They could have. Um, that Scott Parker, new manager bounce. I think it is. It's that, that, that new manager smell that I like to talk about. No, but I don't think it is. The thing that I... I think Chelsea was more poor than they were that good. No, I think they. But no, I think the levels and energy. No, no, but the levels and the energy that they put for the whole of the game was 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 mad. The one thing, like I questioned it at the beginning. I still question it because they could have done better getting like a defensive midfielder. Like Barbell's added a lot to that team. I I was like, they didn't really need him. They they shouldn't accept the end product. Yeah, but his work within the team and the way he's teeing people up and the positions he's getting into, um, he's doing a lot to make that team. bit more effective uh, a bit more attackingly effective but the way I see it they've still got shit defenders Scott Parker but that's what I'm saying they didn't need but Bubble was that's not what they needed to be honest I don't even know if it was just a defense I think maybe they would have done better with a defensive more defensive midfielder they don't really have uh, somebody to sit in front of that back four and give them protection. Nobody that's a specialist in general. In that I position. think the team was poor. I thought the team was good given they got um, Sherla and all that kind of stuff now. It's just looking like they've got a few good attackers. The rest of them are just substandard. But that's what I'm saying. The midfield, I think... All right, get rid of... Get rid Shame of Tim Ream. in the midfield, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what I'm saying, because they don't have that guy to sit in front of their defenders. If they had a guy to sit in front of their defenders, their defenders wouldn't look so poor. Was it a right call for Fulham to get rid of Ranieri? Probably, made if no it's difference. not working. Um, like, Money-wise, yes. Yeah, it's not going to make a difference. Because, I don't know, for me, this, I think it was definitely the right call because this is them planning for the future. Yeah, that's it. But it's, they know they're not keeping Ranieri for the championship. Yeah. They can't afford his wages and stuff like that. Get rid of him. They are preparing for life in the championship. The thing that's going to happen now is if Scott Parker can be respectable between now and the end of the season, they'll give him the job. If anything, if there's anything they could look for, someone that could get their defence, you know, in order, but... That's all they needed Mm-mm. to do. Get your defence order. You've late. got your attackers back. It's too late yeah, for that Yeah, go Scott Parker. Yeah, it's too late Let's to see. do anything about the defence now. They are preparing for life in the championship. So they jettisoned him. Um, another thing, like... They love Cessignon. And he's and he's a good player and stuff like that. But he's like, he just works season. hard, bruv. He just works... For me, he just works hard. And that's it. Like, he was banging for them in the championship. But... In the Premier League, all I'm seeing is work rate and nothing else. He's 18. He's 18. He hasn't got good enough players. But no, but they were hollering. in another team, he'd be laughing. But they were hollering at, like, they were hollering at uh, at Ranieri and even Jekanovic before that. Like, he should be playing Cessna. He should be playing Cessna. The games that I've seen him play in, he's made no difference to them. No, but if he was... I know, no. I know he's raw. I know he's raw and, you know, he needs time to progress, but he's not that game changer. 
He's not a game changer. We know we know the quality of the championship and the Premier League is different, but he was your main guy in the championship. He, sh- he should have been playing a lot more in the Premier League, but obviously they. But they played him at the beginning. They spent a hundred million, bought new players, moved him back to right back or left back, and then it was it wasn't the it wasn't the same guy. So they kind of contribute to that. Uh, maybe, but you know, again, he's not showing me anything to 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 warrant being that that top guy. So over to Molyneux, uh, Wolves two Cardiff nil. Can you name for, from this season? Yeah. A better partnership than Jimenez and Jota. Can you name? Has there been a, a better partnership than that? I know there's a better one. I'm just trying <laughs> this to season. Sterling and Aguero. <laughs> I don't know. Um, in terms of setting each other up, mm-hmm. no, he can't, man. Just, we're not gonna. No, nah, shut up, bro. You you put the quick challenge out there. I'm yeah, still I'm listening. I'm thinking. We ain't I'm got thinking, all day, man. No, nah, we do. We do. Okay, yeah. I do. Delefeo yeah. and Dini. What did they do? They score goals. <laughs> they what score they goals, bro. They what do did they goals. do? And anyway, the point was meant to be no. So then it was meant to be Jota's goal. That, that the one two is between them. Yeah, it was good. It was so but that wasn't just between them two, was it? Gibbs yeah, it was. Gibbs got his one. But it was him in there setting up Jota. And then Yota set up for Ibanez in the end. That was a very good shot. Most people would have shot, but That's got to be up there with one of my goal of the day because the fact that yeah, him and they put the ball in and then Jota took it down realised he couldn't do it and yeah as he said most players would have shot and probably wasted it but he just thought you know what nah let me set this guy up yeah. better position and he uh, put it in that, 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 that you can't make that goal of the weekend though no, no. I said one of the goals it's not the goal but I support uh, Ward Prowse he's goal of the week Ward Prowse Valerie Pereira yeah. there's so many good goals this week but I'll put it to obviously yeah. in the, the lost tapes of last weekend um, I spoke about Delefeu setting up Dini oh. um, for his final goal where it was the same thing he was in a position where he was about to shoot mm-hmm. yeah. realised he'd lost the opportunity and he cut it back nicely for Dini so his thing kind of Delefeu and Dini still stands no it was a great the thing is for me the ball to Jota was the, the uh, to Diogo Jota was great like Jimenez he did actually place it perfectly for him to head that into the goal but yeah, Jota's um, presence of mind to play it back down to him was, was some football in excellence. Um, yeah, those two guys are sparkling. Ever since uh, Jota's been moved like that like kind of second striker role, the two of them have done a great job. Although they couldn't pull it off against Huddersfield, so... <laughs> but you got, um, you know. Ryan Bennett, he should have, in my opinion, been given the second yellow yeah. for the tackle on his Probably name, Bennett. Yeah, the, the referee bottled it. The referee but then that led to I don't know if you heard uh, Warnock's post match said that uh, he was questioning referees and basically saying do referees don't understand the game and they don't understand uh, he basically saying, he basically saying uh, yeah the the body language of Bennett when he walked away he clearly knew that he should have been getting a thing and Warnock was saying referees don't understand the game because they, look, they should look at him and think that's he's guilty no he said that and he no. said yeah but that referee oh he's a top referee <laughs> <laughs> Bro, show me where it says in the FA rulebook the body, body language, language is one of the is one of the factors that should should could be. There's a lot of things wrong with no, that. A lot of things they should be doing. Though, nah, bro. Nah, 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 nah. He nah, should have nah, been sent nah, off. Nah. Nah. He should have like he should have been sent off. But like I'm not going with I'm not going with body language as a uh, 
as a reason for as a as a as a factor for that should influence a referee's decision. Referees have enough problems making decisions without having to bring whether the guy looks like a guilty kid because there's plenty of players that could fake it and and not use the body language. You know, there's plenty of players that know that they've done a dirty tackle or something. They get up and they're like, no, 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 not me. What you're gonna make your judgment on that from that game? Walls was class above. Cardiff. Cardiff did, you know, try Cardiff went to usual about. Cardiff. Wolves were playing a good Cardiff. game. I mean, we've just mentioned with the kind of goals. Another bad thing for Wolves for the future, Bamba, he's looking like he's out for the rest of the season. So For Cardiff, yeah. So for Cardiff, he's not going to be good. Like, he's yeah. the main leader there. I don't know who's going to be the leader at the back. That's the thing. They, again, and Wolves do the same thing. Cardiff fluctuate. Every now and again, they'll have a great game. They'll have great heart and they'll play, you know, they'll play their hearts out. But, they're still lacking quality as well. They're still lacking that final bit of quality to make them real contenders. Over to the Amex. Brighton won. Huddersfield nil. No. I say it's an expected result, but the guy that got the winner say he's now you were Marvin, you were shouting out this for from um early on in the season. Yeah, but I think they've now found a replacement for they have and donate and he's gotten better as the season's gone on. He was quite ineffective earlier on in the season, but very slowly it seems like they're Bullshit. phasing Murray out. What are you talking about, bro? Go Bullshit on. and I'll tell you why, because my man has been playing for time. He scored two goals, one goal and then another goal in succession. Then he went dry for how many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, Did seven, I not eight, just say nine, he, ten, eleven. Like eleven games all got as a back sub. Into it. Slowly, slowly he's getting better what, it's a phase it's a phase bro it's, it's a, it's, so, it's a so transition he, period for 11 games he does nothing and then one game he scores like yes he's the guy I'm not saying he's the guy but they're not relying games. on Murray anymore bro yeah, but they're not relying on Murray now. he would score at home not away from home so it need to go periods he scored two then he would no, they, 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 so. I think Andone's alright but from the evidence he's shown, all the games he's come on the same way he's well, come on. They won this game because of him. Everything that was good came from him. Yeah, it isn't even just the goal, bro. Okay, like, then as we go back to what on. he said before. What did he say when he said the scoreline? Expected. Yeah, it was results. expected, yeah. Yeah, so it was going to happen. Just who is it going to come from? And fair enough. For me, it wasn't a wholly expected result because, and for me, one of the biggest losses next season is going to be that, like, weirdly enough, now, because of. Huddersfield manager is that they're not going to be there because he has very slightly because no one's really taking much notice he's made them a better team they play their passing is much slicker they're they're more cohesive as a unit they're not as like their attack is more threatening than it was um, I would be I, I was going to be you know I'd really like to see what he can do I'm hoping that he'll just leave Huddersfield and he'll go to whatever next Premier League team gets gets sacks their manager but I thought maybe this game could be... And obviously, they just came off the back of beating Wolves. They beat Wolves 1-0 during midweek. I thought they could get something out of this game. And they very almost did. I don't know. Well, to add to that, obviously, why, in your opinion, they've had their up in performances, probably because he's <laughs> showing the anger that he's doing <laughs> in post-match <laughs> interviews. Rough. But my question is that... That's ridiculous. Was, it, was that misplaced anger, though? I know, was it like he's missing like, missing like, like, at him and he just now... How dare you concede from a set piece of dispute? Relax. No, but I think, I, I think, it, I think he, maybe he overreacted a little bit. <laughs> a but little bit. from the sounds of what he's talking about, obviously concentration levels and set pieces is something that they've probably been working on in training. And to lose a goal from a set piece was, uh, was you know, it made him angry because that's probably something that they've, uh, that they've they've been focusing on, 
But saying that, my man went way overboard. Like, I got scared. I feel like he's going to do like an Alex Ferguson football boot to somebody's head. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, because usually when people get that angry, it's because of the, the, the ref and they got decisions against them. But my man was angry at his team for just letting in a goal. <laughs> the thing is, when they played the way they played that that whole time, I mean, the goal came in at, like close to eight, I think mm-hmm. 79 for 80th mm-hmm. minute. You'd think Brighton be so close to the um, drop zone, they could, you know, get a point out of this game. Get close. I mean, what um, is it Fulham? Fulham is like three points or two points ahead of them. So Fulham? Wait, what? Oh, ahead of Huddersfield. Huddersfield, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know why he's pissed. He's coming to do this job. Yeah, he's yeah, thinking, of course, you know, of course, we could yeah, get something yeah. from this particular game. Yeah. You, he doesn't expect anything from the other games, but I mean, yeah, Fulham is what three points ahead. They yeah, it's like fourteen to seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could have yeah, closed yeah, yeah. it some to some degree, but they didn't. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's and he's thinking the man with the goal was like a fucking centipede. Yeah, like it would like that point would have meant a lot to them, and obviously in terms of going forward and. Uh, confidence it would have meant a lot for them to at least pick up a draw but we know it's too late for them now Uh, my thing about Brighton is like Brighton winning does not depend on Brighton it depends on the other team (laughs) I think that like Brighton are just the same week in week out it just depends on whether their team they're facing uh, are up for it or not so obviously again like say Huddersfield at the very last minute they weren't up for it over to the final game the weekend West Ham 2, Newcastle 0. Do you have anything to say about it? Uh, to be honest, I, it was dead because I expected more goals in the game. I expected Newcastle to score, but I expected West Ham as well. So I didn't know who was going to win, but in terms of who scored and how it happened, it was very basic. Penalty in a corner, you know. I expected it to be intense. I didn't get, I didn't feel intensity from that game. I felt the intensity on Declan Rice's <laughs> Cunley. Bro, that was the most uncomfortable Gunlean I've ever seen, bro. And uh, I've seen a lot of Gunleans. Gunlean, Gunlean, Gunlean not on the beat as well. Bro, to be honest, it was more of a gun shrug, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it was more gun shrug. Maybe my man's come up with his own dance, like, like, uh, just like, you know what, good on my man for, for throwing in that little that little celebration there and, you know, congratulations to him for scoring a goal. But, and again, that's how dead this game was because all of the post-match was focused on the fact that he scored a goal when it wasn't like a worldly. It was a header from a corner. It was a header from a corner. you know why, you know, he's got the... This is the new England... Exactly. You know, not, well, if he wasn't English, they're going to play for England. But the fact is, if something else happened in that game, they would have dropped that because it's the most tenuous thing ever. Talk it now. Let's focus on Declan Rice. Yeah. And then we'll focus on Longstaff, Newcastle guy. He forced his way in. Two youngsters playing pretty much similar position and both being tipped for England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's having a better impact in the team? Declan. Definitely? Are you sure? I'll tell you why. Because Declan's younger and he's a defender and he's playing very well as a defensive mid and he's getting goals. Yeah. Longstaff has been doing well, which I like because it, hopefully he can replace Shelby. Shouldn't be that whole old age argument where Shelby's not playing, Newcastle needs someone. He's doing well. But I think in terms of the team, Declan does a lot for the team in terms of and breaking up play from other teams and whatnot. Long stuff is just about maybe grabbing a goal, maybe making a pass here and there, which anyone can do in that team. The thing is, Long Staff has only really started stepping up to the plate in the yeah. last month or two months. Declan Rice has been doing it since the beginning of the season, but because most of his work is defensive, it doesn't get noticed. Long Staff has come in 
uh, in an offensive capacity. And, you know, everybody notices goals, everybody notices Hollywood passes, everybody notices assists. But Declan Rice has been consistent for the whole season, so it's got to be Rice. Like, no, no, you know, I like Longstaff, and I think he's done well to, he got his chance in the team, and he's taken that chance. But, yeah, Rice has had the better season so far. Well, MK, who do you think's had the better season? Obviously, yeah, Rice has been the whole season. Declan um, Longstaff has only been, like, tempor- it's been, yeah, only been recently. But looking at the teams, obviously, and the support you have around them, Lundstaff is doing better to survive in the Newcastle team than Declan Rice is in the West Ham. Because no, West Ham are better than no. Newcastle. But so, West, Ham, West Ham are better attacking than Newcastle. But like I'm saying, like Declan Rice has been in front of... Uh, and, you know, with the injuries that West Ham have had for the last few months, like, what's it? Reed's been out. Balbuena was doing well and then he went out. Um, I can't remember who was. Ogbonna hasn't really had the best of seasons so far this season. Um, I think Rice has done amazingly well. Like, he's not... An, uh, like, West Ham are sick in attack, you know, with the, the likes of Lanzini coming back, uh, Felipe Anderson, Chicharito, um, Arnautovic. I, I do kind of agree with MK on that. West Ham have better name, like Zabaleta and whatnot. They're bigger name players, more experienced. Whereas Newcastle Zabaleta had have... a good season, though. No, but it's it just, it's just about better thing. personnel around you, more or less. Look, wait, 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 you wait, can wait. learn from whereas at the beginning, I was at the Zabaleta didn't even play no, this no, game. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm focusing on that one. Yeah, way, yeah, but on look, game, looking yeah. at the you look at the beginning of the season, Newcastle, West Ham. Mm-hmm. Who do you expect to finish higher? I no that? idea. I genuinely, you genuinely, genuinely. Uh, for no, me, come on. Oh, West, no, Anatovich, Yarmolenko. But that's my point. No, Ham. but that's my point. You think West Ham because of the attack, but Declan Rice is part of the defensive part of the side. Yeah, but you still who, think. You I know, think but the no, question no, was, do you think will finish higher? But you're Ham. saying you're like basically you're split hairs. No, 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 no. But you're saying that Longstaff has uh, less attacking options to work with. I'm he's saying the worst team to work with. defensive options uh, are no better than Newcastle. Like in terms of West Ham and Newcastle's back line, yeah, they're interchangeable. In no, terms like, yeah, of yeah, the worst are. team. But let's talk about um, this is the first ta- chance we're going to really get of um, talk about Newcastle and their uh, record signing. What's your initial thoughts on this guy, Almeida? Oh, I think Almiron's good. I think Almiron, uh, I think he's given them another dimension. I think he's given them a bit more quality to their play. Um, they didn't have that kind of quality. He links up well. He's he's very positive with what he does. You know, he was trying to make stuff, even in this West Ham game, he was still trying to make stuff happen. But again, like you say, the rest of the team wasn't really there. Time will tell how good he will be, but I think he's made a positive start. Yeah, I agree. Like, as as from what you see, maybe he's on them things. You just come in, you know, giving him that energy. They they that's the thing. Maybe the team is not that good. That his little style of play. I mean, come on, he's from MLS. He's not no Messi coming from mm. you know Brazil or Argentina. He's just random dude from MLS. But in any case, he's sort of shown a difference in the games they played recently. But time will tell, really, if he's the real deal. It's just I've come from MLS. Now. I want to show that I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. That's it. Uh, my thing is what I've been interested in over the last couple of weeks is Lanzini coming back because he looks like um, and I'm, yeah obviously the, in the lost tapes last week I, I think uh, maybe I mentioned it he looks like he hasn't lost what it was that, that brought him to everyone's attention he's obviously he's, he's a bit ring rusty but uh, he's, he's doing good things every week uh, for West Ham and he's getting better and better as the weeks go by 
So that that was what that was the reason I was watching the game was just to see what Lanzini could be doing. Lanzini and Almiron were the two guys I was watching. Lanzini probably had the better game, but he's getting back to where he was. Yeah, so looking at the manager of the month nominees, they are Unai Emery of Arsenal. Oh God, Didn't Pep that for Guardiola of Manchester City, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer of, of Manchester United. <laughs> It's an Oscar season. Wait, so only three of them? What? Yeah, only three people. It's an Oscar season. You've got to do it like them. So, yeah, yeah. who gets it? Personally, I'll give it to Pep. Pep, because he had the harder fixture list. He played... Oh, Arsenal, or Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'll give it to Pep. He had a much harder fixture list than any of them. And he also pulled in more points than the rest of them, I'm pretty sure, um, over those games. I think, barely, I think maybe it was one point ahead of United or two points ahead of United and a couple of points ahead of Emery but yeah I think it's Pep in this this, this case like, it's it. tennis I think yeah unanimous decision because not just the fact of obviously those games but he's dragged them back into position where and obviously it's now and a, new top, month, well, it's a new month but before then yeah, they were yeah. still they were the now, groundwork. yeah basically back they caught right back up to Liverpool yep so yeah it's got it has to go down to Pep and what he's done and that he's won the psychological battle. That's he's done that now. He has, he has, which way, he always does. He's played seven games. He's won all of them: Champions League, Premier League, yeah, League but Cup Champions Final. League, this is Premier League manager. No, but I'm just saying League, all yeah. of that yeah. in the same month. Well, he has to get it anyway for what he's done in the Premier League. Plus those others, no way I can see anyone else getting it. Yeah, it's a fair play. It's a fair point. So unanimous decision, Pep Guardiola. Yep. Well done, Pep. Congratulations. Okay. So now looking at the. Player of the Month nominations. Yeah. The nominations are Sergio Aguero, Manchester mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Ashley Barnes, Burnley. Sean Longstaff, Newcastle United. What? Sadio Mane, Liverpool. Paul Pogba, Manchester United. Luke Shaw, Manchester United. Virgil van Dijk, Liverpool. Wilfred Zaha, Crystal Palace. Jeez. Who gets the number? Who wins? It's For me, go on. No, no, go on, go on. Go on. no you say. For me, it's Aguero. Because most of those other players, they had one or two good games in that month. I don't, I don't really even understand this list. Zaha had like two good games in this month. I mean, van Dijk, obviously Liverpool kept some clean sheets. Luke Shaw, Mane scored in quite a lot of the games. No, no, no. Mane scored in two, two. or three of the two, two of the games. No, 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 no. I, I, I looked into this yesterday. Mane was not free scoring. He scored like four. Month. He scored four and four. Was that? It yeah, he scored four and four, and what was like two in one game, one in another. Let me double check because I'm sure he scored four and four. Four goals in four different games. Aguero scored a hat trick against Arsenal. Aguero scored a hat trick against Chelsea. He also scored. I think he's like maybe one of the games in that month. He didn't score. Um, the rest of these guys, like they had two good games, maybe three during the month. So I think you know what. To be fair, it was probably a bit thin on the ground. But some of these guys, I don't see why they're. Uh, I don't see why they've got it. Yeah, I was given. Yeah, see, well. one, two. One, two. So he scored four. He's in, got four goals. Oh, no, wait, hang on. 
Yeah, two in one game. Liverpool Watford game that big five nil. Yeah, but it, no, it's he scored in, one against Bournemouth and one against West Ham. Um, did nothing in the Liverpool game. I don't think like yeah. I, from again, Aguero yeah, so scored, in, Aguero in, scored in, what seven goals? But seven in, goals against harder goals. opposition. Yeah, I'll give it to Aguero as well, just for the hat tricks and the good games yeah. and. Yeah, he kept it going. Money. I, I don't know why Luke Shaw's in that list. To be honest, if I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very honest. Like you know, United kept a couple of clean sheets. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even slate anyone they put in there because it's a whole range for whatever reasons they've got. But in terms of outstanding Aguero, two yeah. hat tricks in two big games, and he still scored another goal to add to it in five games. Can't stop that. Who are you gonna be? No, no. To be honest, I, I'm just trying to play devil's, devil's no, advocate. No, no, no. Yeah, and fair play, give, an, yeah. give another. Thing, but yeah, it comes down to obviously yeah, two big games against Arsenal, against Chelsea, six goals in those two games alone, and then obviously the same reason with um, with Pep, he's managed to Pep claw them back up, but obviously he doesn't do the pit, doesn't do the work when it gets to the ninety minutes on the pitch, so it's the players and Aguero mm. has been mm. a massive factor of that, which should drag uh, Man City back into that position. So yeah, for me, it's got it has got to be Aguero. So on to the fantasy football. I can say we have a new leader. You wanna chat shit? Nope. It's not done till it's done, I told you. I keep it keep it nice and easy. Right. Oh wow. You're keeping that same energy, I like that. I'm still fresh on your tail anyway. Probably your what one point, two points. Nothing more than five definitely above me. So I've been in this position, I think this is now the fourth time someone taking the lead, so Bro, what's this Jurgen Klopp like? No, no, I'm saying, what's no, this Jurgen Klopp I'm hearing? No, no, I'm saying this is a this is a saying, to be in top in March. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's minding my spot. That's all I'm saying. I will be back, Terminator. I'll be back. I, I, I do think in game week 31 I'll have a bit of trouble because I've used my free hit, but we'll see. Oh, tell him what's happening in game week 31. It's too late. I told you. Did oh, you yeah, not know? I didn't know, but you wow. told me in it. I thought you knew, bro. What with the double game weeks? Nope. Me. <laughs> four games. If you don't have enough of them players, you have. Yeah, well, I remember we was talking about like whether to play the wild card or not for that mm. for that game. We week. said it. You just forgot. But who's who's got? Nah, the he wasn't points? here. I don't think. Yeah. So lowest points this week is Gunners Delight. <laughs> wow. Man used his wild card as well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> used his wild card. <laughs> And well, so what a waste of a wild card. Who's he put in his team? De Bruyne the got the one point. Pogba got Who's minus got one. Salah. Aguero got him just basic. Aguero got him that four point. <laughs> that four point. He's got a nice bench. This, but this team. Oh, the, oh bro, his bench. He's got more points on his bench than he has on the pitch. I swear, bro. <laughs> hold on. They got a lot of points, man. Wait, hold on, hold on. Thirteen, yeah, eighteen. That's mad. He's got twenty points on the bench, bro. Twenty points on the bench and twenty nine on the pitch. That as a manager mad. of a if you're a manager of Premier League and you do this, you get that's sacked. That's Claude Puel, bro. That's <laughs> Claude Puel. That's terrible, bro. So well, we know we know why he is thirty. He's building a strong bench. <laughs> Shout out to Raul Puel. Waiting for that bench boost. <laughs> This was the week to play that, bro. This was the week. But, um... Got most best. points, hand of God. Man like Gus. With his blasphemous name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the strong team. Kane getting, um... Captain, Captain Kane. Jimenez, obviously everyone... Most most people got Jimenez. Uh, Vardy. That was a good front line, Ben, you brought him in as well, didn't it? Yeah. And, um... 
yeah, his main downfall was uh, Pogba and De, uh, De Broca. But apart from that, mm-hmm. he got he had a solid, solid. Actually, his midfield were basic. Or two, two, his two, midfield two. was basic. His front Everyone's line and his back line. Other people's midfields were basic. Yeah, because Salah, Son, Pogba, the main dudes didn't really have a good game this Even week. Even their like, normal midfielders who did who besides else? besides West Ham, midfielders didn't do do much. Besides, well, Delafeu got an assist. That's it. Like t- yeah, but then he's not a, he's not one of the top guys that everybody would have. Hazard did no. nothing. Son did nothing. Not Pogba did nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it was a shit. It was a shit week for, for mainstream midfielders. Who man? <laughs> I told you slowly. He's had the chat now. No, I'm just saying. He's I told you this weeks As and weeks. We down, I'm coming. Slowly. I'm coming, and I'll be here. Yeah, but you said that every season. So one season has got to be right. <laughs> no, 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 let me just do what we were just talking about. Where are you in the league, Marvin? <laughs> Oh, I'm really, really down at the bottom, so... <laughs> so you can't be chatting to me, bro. No, I can easily chat to you. I can say what the fuck I want, bro, because I'm at the bottom. <laughs> I can say what the fuck I like. Yeah, Freedom of impunity, bro. Like, Maybe I know my season's over, bro. You should head to the league with nah. people like Marvin, so at least if you beat someone like me, head to it, you can say, yeah, I beat you, though. Bro, my season's over, bro. Yeah, bottom, next season... No, yeah, definitely ahead. next season we'll do that, but for this season... There's a line of command, man. You can't talk to people at the top, innit? Bro, you, you go, sit go, here chatting. Go for your line managers, man. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. You sit here, you sit here analyzing football every week, and you can't run. So, like, what, what I'm saying, like, bro. So, what I'm saying is, bro, you can what easily you talk about stuff you're not qualified for, bro. <laughs> you can easily talk about stuff you're not qualified to, to talk about. So, like, I will still, I will I still chat it. shit. Huge deflection. That's why you're bottom of the league. No, you're not the point. I don't, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm trying to come up with these Benitez facts. It's been over facts. for me. It's been over for me for time. So you know what? Anyway, we'll leave you to go home and sulk here. So yeah, we come no, to the end. Even sulky, bro. You're the one that's sulky, bro. Yeah, I'm not really. your You're the one coming up with the. You come I'm up like with the one pot. point behind. It's not the end of the season yet. Who's stop, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting too gassy though. Keep that same energy in it. I always do. Keep that same energy. I'll be back in it. I'll be back. Can we win the minus points? After game with 31, if I'm top, I'm, I'm winning the league. That's all I'm saying. Nah, I'll we'll go see. On. We'll see. But anyway, that's the end of the pod. Hope you've enjoyed it this week. This, I am MK. This, I am MK. One outro. <laughs> this, I am BNF. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but... I'm 14th in the league. Flows. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Later. <laughs>